Hey guys, welcome to Heartbeat of America. Thanks for joining today. Let's dive into Norfolk, Virginia, the show that just took place this last Sunday, February 13th. So the band came out and I don't know that I saw a lot of people calling it, but I guess it was right there out in the open for a promised land opener, a Chuck Berry song that a lot of folks know obviously through its association with the Grateful Dead and uh, the very first line left my home in Norfolk, Virginia just got everybody signed up for the show right away everybody into it a lot of folks knew the song obviously were familiar with it and just really super fun way to kick off a show uh, featured a really spirited solo from Billy as well uh, just a great way to get things going uh, next up was Hollow Heart kind of another fast paced song um, probably pretty familiar to a lot of folks that have the albums. Uh, kind of kept the crowd moving, no doubt about that. Uh, and you could tell that it was going to be a really uh, high-quality show all around. Uh, next up was While I'm Waiting Here, uh, obviously a heartbreaking uh, prison song. Uh, some beautiful mandolin work, uh, obviously by Jared, uh, including a really nice handoff to Billy Failing. Jam goes quiet for a little while, then it kind of gains some intensity through about four minutes with uh, everybody contributing. Uh, and then at about four minutes, 30 seconds, Billy Failing's out front again. Uh, they kind of get into this kind of rhythmic jam. Uh, then Billy Strings takes the reins for an acoustic solo, adds some effects uh, onto that, kind of stretching the song out a bit, uh, as they are inclined to do with this one. Uh, you wouldn't always think that a song like While I'm Waiting Here would get stretched out, but this one often does go to almost uh, nine or ten minutes, uh, and I think that's the case here. And just in case there's any question about it, the timings that I'm getting are directly from the nugs.net app. I don't think they are completely inclusive. Uh, I don't think, well, they are inclusive of the song and some of the applause afterwards. So the songs themselves are actually a little bit shorter than I'm stating on here, um, but we're just gonna have to let that go. So anyway, back to the, uh, while I'm waiting here, um, they were stretching the song out for a bit again, as they do. Uh, Billy added uh, an electric effect, kind of a clean effect, not a lot of a distortion. Took that solo into about six minutes, uh, 30 seconds. Um, then things kind of headed in, round up to the final verse and chorus into the end of the song, uh, which led then to the likes of me. Uh, really cool song, actually, a great song. Jerry Reed cover, uh, mid-tempo with, some, with a cool chorus. And I like the, the voicings of the phrasings in the song as well. Uh, next up, it was time um, as you can imagine, after four songs with lyrics, it was definitely time for an instrumental. Uh, and they took an instrumental break with a mandolin-centered uh, instrumental called West Dakota Rose. Uh, just an absolutely lovely song. Uh, allows Jared to just tear it up. There was some beautiful uh, handoff to Billy Failing very early. He then tears it up. He hands it off to Billy Strings, uh, who does more of the same. And then uh, back to Jared. And just a song that just sonically comes through really well. Uh, it's just a really nice uh, setup for them. It's got good structure to it. Allows either, each of them to take a few passes. And uh, song drills to a close and very well received. I don't know how familiar a lot of folks there were with it necessarily, especially being in a big arena. Um, but it certainly was well received. Then next up, I think, was the surprise of the night and probably the surprise of the tour before uh, i don't think anyone suspected uh, a mashup like this i don't think anyone suspected any mashup and certainly no one suspected 
uh, dust in a baggie and love and regret uh, mashed together uh, to form uh, dust and regret. Just classic, really, really uh, funny stuff and a great approach. Obviously, um, a nod to the vocal flub at the Capitol Theater. Uh, where all of a sudden he was singing Dust in a Baggie uh, in another song. Uh, and then he introduced this one as a brand new song, which I think made some folks think, huh? Because uh, a lot of folks knew that it sounded like Love and Regret. And it wasn't really necessarily a brand new song, uh, even if it was from uh, Renewal. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. Then the Dust in a, Dust in a Baggie lyrics kick in. Uh, and you have that moment where you're like, wait, what, what's going on? And then he just keeps up with it. Uh, and you can tell that that's just how they're going to do this version of it. And that's perfectly executed. Uh, I think if you didn't know that it was two different songs, you wouldn't necessarily walk away knowing that. Uh, it was just pulled off really well. Very fun. Very funny. Uh, Royal even gets a solo. So I think in the end, it's all good. And I'm pretty sure it was a one-off. I don't think you're going to see or hear that again. Uh, so kudos to everyone who was in attendance. They likely saw a one-time event. Then it was time to go deep for a little while with highway hypnosis. Uh, it was like you know, Billy stood up, gives a holler, and away we go, man. Uh, and it feels like this one gets a little bit better, I feel like, as tour goes on. Uh, back in the fall and into the early winter, I mean, they were delivering some very deep highway hypnosis highway hypnoses, I guess it would be. And I think that culminated in the performance uh, in December at the Eastern in Atlanta uh, with a 28 minute version, which was just absolutely insane. I remember that night uh, just streaming at home and it was just so intense and so much fun and just such a virtuoso uh, demonstration. So this one, uh, not as long, but still absolutely a killer version. Uh, the jam hits around the two-minute mark. Uh, Billy's out in front in control into the three-minute mark, um, creating some really cool kind of cool rhythms uh, and, spa and spaces. Um, then really, really briefly, you have to listen really, really close. But if you do around the 3.20 to 3.24, a uh, three-minute 20-second mark to three-minute 24-second mark, uh, I think I'm pretty sure Jared Walker quotes or teases uh very briefly and your bird can sing by the beatles that is a song that the band does you have to listen very closely uh and it's just that kind of cascading melody um but i'm pretty sure it's in there so that's kind of a cool little tease or quote um around the four minute 30 mark you know it starts getting crazy right things start getting um really into an interesting space um, very psychedelic. You've got strings out front leading, very fast, spacey jam. They're blistering into like five minutes, 15, five minutes, 20 seconds, uh, eventually kind of winding their way back to the uh, theme of the song, which hits at about six minutes uh, and 10 seconds. That then leads to the final verses, the chorus, uh, and the end of uh, hypnosis. Uh, and again, as you can imagine, uh, very... Uh, very great reception from the crowd, a lot of appreciation, people realizing, you know, kind of the first deep jam of the night uh, that they just experienced, and certainly not the last one, but a lot of uh, appreciation for that one, and uh, a song that continues uh, to just be a workhorse uh, in the repertoire. Excuse me real quick, I hit um, play on <laughs> one of the shows uh, while I was uh, talking with you guys, so let me get that out of there don't want any copyrights and then uh, next up was this old world uh an amazing song uh from renewal 
uh, and just something that I think the audience really connected with. Uh, maybe uh, there were so many people there. I'm sure there are a lot of fans who are pretty familiar with Renewal. Uh, just a great version and a, a beautiful song, uh, well-written, well-executed. And then uh, they closed out the set with what's becoming uh, one of my favorite pairings. And I think one of the early stars of 2022 to a certain degree. Uh, it's Ernest T. Grass into Little Maggie. It's a really inter uh, interesting pairing of kind of two different dynamics, uh, which I really like a lot. One, you have the instrumental out front and then the song with the lyrics next. And uh, Ernest T. Grass lets Billy Failing and everybody in the band really stretch out, gives them a chance to sign, uh, shine on what I think is a really interesting instrumental uh, a little bit more of a longer form, lets them go a little bit deeper, but within the structure, I don't think there's so much improvisational jamming in Ernest T. Grass as there, as there is everybody kind of gets their chance and their turn. They kind of run through certain themes and the song has a certain structure. Um, towards the end, it leads to uh, obviously some faster jamming, things pick up pace as it uh, kind of explodes, if you will. Uh, you have this kind of supernova happening into Little Maggie. Uh, which I just think is an awesome song. I mean, I love it. I think this is like the perfect set closer. Uh, Ernest T. Grass into Little Maggie. Uh, the way the band delivers it, the emphasis, the playing, the speed, uh, Billy's voicings and phrasings, the way he delivers the lyrics, uh, and the whole thing, even the story it itself, uh, is just really, really cool and really well received. And uh, I think on this night was a lot of fun. I think the audience uh, loved it. The crowd loved it. The band loved it. I know the folks at home and on the internet certainly loved it. Uh, I commented that, um, again, this was a, a favorite pairing of mine. The stream was having some issues that night, and I think by this time they were all cleared up. So there was a lot of relief uh, from everybody on Mixler and everybody tuning in online. Uh, so that was the end of the first set from Norfolk. A great set, very unique. Uh, with some, again, a one-time uh, performance, I think, with Dustin Regret, uh, some standards, some deep jams, uh, and classic covers as well. Uh, so that's it. Now let's get on to set two. All right, guys, let's get to it. Set two overview from Norfolk, Virginia. So sets two kicked off with a uh, great combination of taking water into ice bridges, uh, which was a couple that kind of premiered last summer, I guess, once uh, when ice bridges premiered. And uh, this time it was opening up set two, uh, started off with taking water, great, powerful song, kind of a sing along. Uh, you had Jared and Billy Failing taking some really nice solos. Uh, and Taken Water moved quickly into Ice Bridges, which again is a great combination. I think Ice Bridges is a really fun instrumental. This one featured some great mandolin work from Jared, and this is definitely a nice combination, something that um, kind of came into blossom last summer and last fall, and then Ice Bridges kind of went out on its own for a little while, so I was really happy to see it back kind of coupled with uh, Taking Water. I think it's a really nice a coupling of two songs together. You have again a song with lyrics and an instrumental, which is a balance I really like and a great way to kick off a set, whether it's a set two in this case or perhaps someday a set one. Uh, next up, you had 
uh, Remember You, Love in My Prayers, uh, followed by Red Daisy, obviously a big time crowd favorite, gets everybody up and moving. I really think those two songs kind of constituted like the bluegrass throwdown portion of the show. You know, there's always a, a few songs where it's just straight up old school bluegrass. And uh, I think these two songs definitely fulfilled that. Uh, certainly other parts of the show as well. But definitely these two, you really felt it coming through and uh, very well executed uh, on both fronts and very well received, of course, too. The next song, uh, Blue Virginia Blues, was extremely well received, not surprisingly, by the Virginia audience. Uh, it is a little bit of a sad song, but a fun song nonetheless. And I think every time... Uh, any part of Virginia was mentioned in the song. There was a, a great roar from the crowd. So a lot of people really enjoying that and uh, enjoying the, the hometown flavor there. That's pretty cool. So next up, at this point, we were five songs into the second set and every song had clocked in at less than five minutes. You kind of knew that they were ready to go deep, right? You kind of could feel it. Uh, again, there were five songs into the second set. And there hadn't been a song yet that had gone longer than five minutes, which is fine. Certainly not a knock in any way, but you could tell that that it was coming, right? That something big uh, was about to hit. And uh, Turmoil and Tinfoil is kind of the perfect vehicle uh, to do that. Uh, nice jam vehicle, something they can kind of take out on an extended journey and uh, really, really jam out on. And this one was definitely no different. Uh, this is definitely one for the books one that a lot of people were commenting on uh, that night during it and even the next day uh, clocking in just under 20 minutes at 19 minutes uh, 29 seconds uh, it was really interesting you had the introduction with some kind of cascading type of noodling uh, for lack of a better phrase uh, around I think it's 2 minutes 45 seconds or so uh, the main theme kicks in you kind of recognize it as turmoil and tinfoil know what it is and then uh, in through the first couple verses and chorus, then at about four minutes, 30 seconds, uh, the jam starts with uh, Billy Failing uh, out front, obviously on the banjo, uh, taking us through five minutes and 30 seconds uh, with some really great banjo moments, some plucking uh, and some strumming, if you will, a little combination of both, uh, some great uh, space there that he creates. And then into about six minutes, 30 seconds, you have the pace uh, picking up a little bit, uh, Royal emphasizing those bass notes, uh, building a solid foundation. Uh, seven minutes, again, some continued uh, great runs there, some really nice space into 730, uh, where you have like the structured chord, or for lack of a better word, like instrumental refrain for that part of the song, uh, which is just a few seconds, and then it's off to the races again. Uh, just before eight minutes, I think it is just before the eight minute mark, uh, there's a handoff to Jared, uh, and then he takes it and runs with it for a little while. Some beautiful uh, mandolin playing, as, as you can well imagine. Uh, that moves through to about nine minutes, uh, nine and a half minutes, and then it gets into a, lot of, a little bit of a quieter phase. Uh, at 10 plus minutes, we find like some moments of dissonance, kind of some interesting space being created. That leads to like... Um, sort of a jam where they're all kind of what I call climbing together. You kind of feel this scale, hear this kind of scale progression taking place. Uh, they pick up some speed uh, all together. 
uh, back at 11 minutes plus, they're kind of back at full pace again after that jam had slowed down. Now they're back at full pace. Jared leading again with just some great, just beautiful sweeping, lush rushes uh, on the mandolin. Royal throwing down, emphasizing, laying a solid foundation, uh, and you really feel it. Uh, so that goes into about 12 minutes when um, Billy takes the reins, Billy Strings takes the reins for a solo there, has some absolutely sick runs uh, to start off and going into the 12 minute, 20 second mark, just crazy stuff into the 13 minute mark with just some just some amazing uh, fretwork from Billy there. Uh, some effects start sneaking in. Then in about 13 minutes, 30 seconds, uh, you get into what I call this kind of warped grass uh, space where you have these crazy effects taking place. Uh, just some wild, wild stuff uh, for the next you know couple minutes. Um, and I think, and if, if I'm hearing it wrong, please correct me, but I think, and I'm not a musician and I have no information about anybody's rig on stage, it's my understanding that Jared got a new mandolin recently and I think maybe some new effects with it. And those may be coming into play both in the Capitol Theater and in the subsequent shows that have been happening uh, because I think some of the effects you're hearing there, obviously Billy has his standard rig as well, but I do think that Jared's sneaking in some effects there too. And I think you hear some of that in this uh, turmoil and tinfoil. Um, and maybe it's something else. Uh, if it is, I'm certainly open uh, for correction. Uh, so that gets us to about 14 minutes and 15 seconds. Then Billy Strings solo kind of moves it back out front um, into like the 15 minute mark where uh, the effect that he's using, I kind of describe as clean, if you will. At least for the moment, there's like not a lot of distortion. It's just kind of this clean cruising mode. Get some really neat kind of speed noodling from Billy. Uh, he leads the pack into the 16 minute mark. Uh, just before about 16 minutes and 30 seconds, you have the main theme returning. Uh, so the jam is kind of wrapping up there and then into the final verse and chorus. And then uh, as the song wraps up and ends uh, and it's got a real strong ending to it, the uh, appreciative roar from the crowd uh, can truly be felt. Uh, definitely check the headphones for this because you have a lot of folks just given a lot of love uh, for what they just heard and witnessed and experienced. Uh, and it's really, really cool. So a great turmoil and tinfoil uh, coming out of that Norfolk show in the second set. That then led to uh, Watch It Fall, uh, you know, kind of a mid-tempo reflection on the state of the world and climate change and corporate stuff. Kind of gave everybody a chance to catch up a little bit, get back on some familiar ground, uh, catch their breath a little bit, which then led to uh, Doing My Time. Uh, really, really uh, cool cover song. I really like it a lot. Some nice banjo work, uh, some fun... Um, kind of verses and, and phrasing or voicing from Billy. I really like the way that he emphasizes some of the words and lyrics there. I like when he lets loose a little bit uh, with the lyrics and uh, gives a little emphasis here and there. And he does that a lot with the song, which is really cool. Uh, you also get some really nice mandolin work uh, from Jared on this one. Uh, then back through the verses and chorus, uh, the jam kicking in at about four minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, you get Billy leading it with some really nice pick work into about the five minute mark uh, up into six minutes when the verses return the final uh, chorus for the song and then wraps up. And then that leads uh, into some additional uh, great moments uh, deep into the second set. Um, 
as Ride Me High makes its uh, debut for the evening. Uh, a uh, J.J. Kale cover, uh, popularized, as many folks know, by Widespread Panic, uh, although not written by Panic, not a Panic original, but certainly loved by them and, and, and made popular um, by them, at least to the jam band crowd uh, you know, of the last 20 years or so. Uh, the main lick for Ride Me High kicks in at about 40 seconds. You get some crowd cheers and kind of people appreciating and recognizing what's going on. It's a really great riff, too. It's a cool, legendary song. You should listen to the original. Uh, when you do listen to the original, you really appreciate the way that both Widespread and Billy Strings really stretch it out and take it, I think, to dimensions far beyond uh, the original song. But it still has that kernel, that core uh, that uh, J.J. Um, infused into it, if you will. Uh, so I think that's a, a pretty cool uh, way to look at it and some perspective to it. Um, and in this version of it, they hit the first verse before the um, 1 minute 30 mark. Again, you have some really cool uh, vocal delivery and voicing um, from Billy. Uh, very strong verses and chorus. The jam kicks in around the 3 minute 30 second mark. Uh, you have Jared out front initially uh, on that, taking his time and uh, making some great statements and some beautiful runs. Uh, then Billy Strings takes over around the 5 minute 20 second mark uh, with kind of an acoustic solo into the six minute mark, which is, uh, I believe the Inspector Gadget teases, uh, much loved, uh, really fun. Uh, after that, the jam quiets down a little bit, uh, then speeds up again after the seven minute mark. Uh, then uh, Billy Strings enters with some of his electronic offense effects from his rig, um, kind of has this wailing solo um, that's just awesome, like electric guitar effect with the guys just running so strong behind him. And Royal just like thumping and slapping that bass. And it's really, really good. Um, and you start to get like this rhythmic quality to it. Kind of speeds up a little bit. And you can kind of feel it transitioning uh, into Thunder, which comes next. Uh, and I think definitely qualifies um, in general as like a barn burner almost every time. It was introduced last year in Kentucky. Uh, obviously has a very deep connection uh, to the dead with lyrics um, written by Robert Hunter and provided to Billy by Bill Kreutzmann. Uh, so really a, a family affair there and some uh, intriguing lyrics, especially in today's world. And I don't know exactly when Robert Hunter wrote it, um, but certainly a man of uh, timeless wisdom. And what he wrote, I'm sure, reflects the times when he wrote it and certainly does now as well. Uh, so anyway, uh, you have Thunder Kickoff, um, Billy comes out of the jam uh, with a smoking solo after the main verses uh, and choruses. Uh, jam moves to the electric guitar around like the three minute mark, uh, I think it is. And then the uh, about three minutes, 40 seconds, the jam goes kind of quiet, almost a little experimental momentarily uh, into what sounds, at least to me, like a quote or a tease from another song but I have no idea what other song it is and I haven't seen it documented or really mentioned anywhere else. Uh, so if you're aware of that uh, quote or tease during Thunder uh, at Norfolk, you know, certainly let me know. Um, they kind of shift gears around the five minute mark. I uh, get some crazy Billy Strings picking through six minutes and then like six minutes, 30 seconds into seven minutes, 
the jams kind of picking up speed, intensity, the, every band member is emphasizing, you know, a little bit more, a little bit harder, uh, which then leads back into the final lyrics at about seven minutes, 15 seconds, uh, final verses in the chorus, uh, and the song ends, and that wraps up the uh, second set. Uh, and I think at that time, you definitely heard it from the crowd. Uh, everyone online was loving it. Everyone in the audience in Norfolk certainly seemed to be loving it. Uh, and the band was really soaking it in as well. Uh, there was just one song left in the evening, and that was the encore, uh, Brain Damage from Pink Floyd. You know, for me, it's like, what can you say about this? Uh, this is just an absolutely classic song. Uh, ever since its debut last fall in Asheville, it's just been a very, very pleasant surprise. I think this is the fourth time it's been played. It's just a brilliant Pink Floyd song. Uh, Billy does it in his uh, unique style, um, and it's upbeat and fast tempo and fast pace, um, but you still get the the truths and the message um, of the song, whatever that may be, but it still kind of hits home and it's still a really strong rendition of it, I think. They don't waste a lot of time with it. They hustle right through it, um, but still uh, give the audience a chance to jam out and, and, and love it. Uh, and I think a lot of people certainly can connect with, with Pink Floyd uh, and certainly something from Dark Side of the Moon, Brain Damage being the last song uh, on Dark Side of the Moon. I think it's the last song, or close to the last song on Dark Side of the Moon. Again, if I'm wrong about that, I'm sure somebody will correct me. So that's the uh, second set overview from Norfolk, Virginia. Hey guys, time for some new episodes. It's been a really strong summer and fall and I've been a bit remiss in recording some new episodes and getting things out there for everybody. So I'm gonna take this opportunity now to recommit and to get these episodes uh, done and uploaded for uh, all to enjoy and share. So I look forward to diving back in with you guys. We're gonna go kind of show by show and start first with uh, Renewal, uh, which came out of the uh, Outlaw Tour, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So thanks so much for listening, and welcome back. <laughs> 